Oh, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live, rejoice, sing every day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. day that it was when he washed your sins away. Amen. How many love the Lord? Amen. Let's go to the Lord and pray this evening. Oh, what a happy day that it was, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for your grace, Lord, this evening, that we can come again to your house, the Lord, and we can worship you freely, your Lord, from our hearts, the Lord, because we can remember that day, Father, when you set us free, O oh God, that day, Lord, Father, that you, O oh Lord, made a way for us, O oh God. And Lord, we just want to give you thanks and honor and glory this evening, Lord. But we just want you to have your liberty among us this evening, Lord. We just want you to you to be glorified, O oh Lord. You to be in the center of the service of God, Lord. Not a man, O oh Father, but you, O oh God. Father, take me out of the way, O oh Lord. I pray even the congregation, Lord, move us all out of the way, O oh Lord. And Father, whatever you want to do tonight, O oh Lord, we just ask that you would do it, O oh Lord. That you would glorify your name, O oh God. Father, we give ourselves to you this evening, Lord. We can turn the pages of this word, O oh Lord. But you're the only one, Lord, who can bring forth revelation thereof, for oh God. You're the only one who can make it real to us, O oh Lord. And Father, we ask that tonight, O oh Lord, you make your word real to us, O oh Lord God. And may bring a change in our hearts and our lives, O oh Lord. And draw us closer to you, O oh Lord. Father, we give all that we are unto you this evening, Lord. We thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the song service, of oh God. Father, we ask you have your way now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Thank you, musicians, Brother Michael. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I'm turning to the Bibles this evening to a familiar scripture open to Isaiah 61. Read verse 1 to, to the half of verse 2, and then we'll go to Luke chapter 4. Amen. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the, to, to the captives, and the, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Go to Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. And it came to and it came, and it came, and he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, to re and, re and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord." And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down. And the eyes of all of them were, and, I, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day, the scripture, this day is this scripture fulfilled 
in your years. Yeah. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the word. You might have your seat. Amen. We sure enjoyed the service this morning. The Lord bless you, Brother Ed. My, that really spoke to me. Amen. I can tell you one thing. Sure, coming in this morning, I didn't feel like a Christian. <laughs> you say, how is that possible? Yeah, that's the truth. I woke up late. Not my usual ways, but I woke up, we thought it was 8 o'clock, but it was actually 9 o'clock. Seth was already in my house, and it was like, are you ready to go? Well, I was just right in my pajamas at that time. <laughs> well, you know, she wasn't, you know, but God, God knows. Amen. Amen. And he sure met me this morning, and, and we thank him for it. Amen. 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 This evening, we want to speak on Bound by Broken Chains. Bound by broken chains. Now, in the natural, we know that no man can be bound by broken chains. There's no way that you can be bound by broken chains. Because once your visible eyes realize that your chains are gone, or you realize that there are no more chains, you realize that you are free. You actually realize that you're no more bound. You realize that you can move freely, that you're no more limited of how far you can go. You're no more limited by boundaries or any such thing as that because you've come to the realization that your chains has been loose from you. Amen. And we know that the natural as well will type the spiritual many a times. And we know that a believer, you know, who believes in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ as well can see through the eyes of faith that your chains are gone. Amen. Amen. They can look through by the eyes of faith and say that they are no more bound by the chains that they were bound with before. Amen. That they can also move freely. Amen. And that they are not limited of how far they can go in the world. And they are not limited of what, you know, the Lord can do in their lives. Amen. Why? Because they've come to the realization that their chains have been gone. Amen. And when that realization comes, there's something about, you know, a joy that it brings. There's something about a peace that it brings. There's something about a faith and the promises of God that it brings. Amen. Because we know that the world will say to us that, you know, if our, if our heart condemns us not, you know, then we have confidence towards the Lord. Amen. And so, you know, this freedom does bring, you know, this, this knowledge of knowing that, you know, your chains have been, have been gone away. It, it does bring, you know, peace to us. It does bring, you know, no limitation to us. Amen. But you know, on the other hand of it all, we have an enemy that is fighting us, amen. We have an enemy that, you know, he's always battling against us, amen. And Satan, Satan is the enemy we're talking about, and we all know that. And Satan, knowing the freedom that comes with the revelation of your chains being gone, what he always tried to do was try to bind you in your mind, Amen. He'll try to bring you to a place to think that you are still bound in chains, whereas in reality you are actually free. Amen. That is what he'll try to do many a times. But there is a word, you know, and, and what has struck me many a times, and we know, you know, this little title that we have is, is coming from, is coming from, you know, um, a song that we sing here, and I think it must have been Brother Ryan Reyes might have written that, probably. You know, a song that we sing, and whenever we get to this place, it always strikes me. That you cannot be bound by broken chains. There's no way you can be bound by broken chains. However, there are times that in our minds, because the enemy is fighting us, we still feel that we are still in our chains. Amen. Because that's what Satan always does. Because he cannot in literally anew what has happened in the atonement. There is no way he can fight against that. But what he can do is to try to bring you in a place where you are thinking that you are bound. Amen. Because he knows that once you get to know, actually, and catch the revelation of your position in Christ, that you know there is something that kicks in that you have no place anymore in your life. The other thing that he realizes as well is that once you catch the revelation and you realize that you are free, that you become a torment to him and his kingdom. Amen. And Surely he doesn't want that. And you see, what he would do and the way he would try to come your way is to bring the symptoms of bondage. 
It was Brother Moses that some couple of weeks back preached on symptoms, and that really was a blessing. The Lord bless you. You know, I've heard the enemy always coming with these type of symptoms, and he'll come and face you with the symptoms of bondage. Now, if we were to go and walk down the halls of a prison, surely we will see many a people in there in this very moment that are living in depression. Many a people in there that are living in sadness and in sorrow and in pain. And why are they living in that way? Because there is a fear that has been developed in their hearts. Because right now you're thinking they don't know what your future is holding. They don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. Right now where do you sit and there is no way that they can go out free. They have been bound. They have been put because of something that they have done. Now they have to pay the price for it. And they have been shooting in this place and, and there is a whole lot of sorrow. There is a fear of death. You know, there is a fear of sorrow. There is a fear of depression. There is a fear of never being delivered. And even if they were to get out of that place, there is a fear that there is nowhere that they can go. And that's the terrible symptom that the enemy will try to bring to you. That he'll try to make you bring you in a place of depression and think there is no way out of your situation. There is no way out of where you are at. There is no way out of what is going on in your life. And he'll try to point you in that place. But in reality, your chains are gone. But that is what he will try to do. And he will try to bring fear in you. He will try to bring everything that he can for you to think that you are still in chains. But I want the church of the living God to know this evening that she cannot be bound by broken chains. Amen. There is no way that she can be bound by broken chains. You see, indeed, there was a time that we were bound. There was a time that we were bound and kept, we were captive in sin. And, you know, we had all the shame and, and bound in a prison of shame. And, you know, we had a heart that, you know, was, was guilt and a heart that condemned us. You know, but, you know, Isaiah prophesied and he said that there was going to come a time that there was going to come a man that when he came every broken hearted was going to be healed. There was going to come a time that when a man showed up that everyone that was captive in sin was going to be set free. There was going to come a time that a man was going to show up that whoever was bound in a prison could go free. Amen. And you know what happened actually as a matter of fact there came a day that the king of glory himself he came down on earth and he put on human flesh and he came to fulfill the very a word that spoke about him. He came to identify himself with a word that spoke about him because the word must always stand. There is no word that has been spoken in the scripture that I tell you will never come to pass. The Bible will tell you the heavens and earth will pass away, but this word will not pass away. As a matter of fact, Brother Branham will speak about a man that will say that he doesn't want to stand on heaven and they'll ask him, why don't you want to stand on heaven? He said, because it's going to pass away. Away. But what I want to stand on is the word of God because it will never pass away. And I believe that is where the believer ought to stand. It's upon the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Surely there was a time was 700 years later. Here he came and the, and the sin question was settled. The sin question was settled at Calvary. And I want you to know that Calvary is not history. You know, sometimes Satan try to let us think that Calvary is just history. But Calvary is not history. The price that was paid is still valid today. Amen. The life that was in the blood that has come out that is living in a people, it is that same life of Christ that is living in you right now. There is no way that Calvary can be annulled, and he knows that. And as he came forth, you know, he said that he came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And Brother Branham will say the acceptable year of the Lord is nothing but a year of jubilee. It's the year that you can go free. It is the year of jubilee and the trumpet sounded, amen. And when the trumpet sounded, the trumpet said, boy, his stripes, you are healed. The trumpet sounded and it said, boy, you know, he has been bruised for our iniquity, amen. You see, the trumpet sounded and said, you know, you, you know, whatever you desire, when you ask the Lord, you believe and you shall receive it. You see, that is what the trumpet sounded to you. But now it is waiting for a people that will move into action according to the word that has been spoken. Because you see, everything and did not end up at Calvary because he told them after Calvary said now you go and open the upper room and you go wait up there and I will meet you in there. 
He said, you go away there, and I will meet you in there. And as a matter of fact, they gathered in the upper room, and he came down, and he met them in there. And he told them, now you go forth, and you go declare the gospel that has been given to you, and these signs shall follow you. And as a matter of fact, they went out, and you know, just one day they were walking down a gate called Beautiful, and there was a little lame man, he was laying there. He said, he'd been lame for years and years and years. Oh, but there was something that had happened. You see, he had been in his chains, but in reality, his chains had been loose, uncovered, but he didn't know it. But there were people that knew that the chain had been loose. And as they walked down there, see, they didn't have the medicine to heal him. They didn't have, you know, all the x-ray to take on him. They didn't have any therapy to take him to. But what they had was the word of God. And when they met him down at that place, they said to him, son of, son, I want to say something to you. You see, silver and gold we don't have, but at one time we know that in the name of Jesus Christ, you can rise up and walk. And you know, when they spoke that word, and when he believed that word, he rose up and he walked away from that place. And he said, those signs kept on following them. But you see as well, not only the signs was following them, but persecution was also following them. Persecution was following them. Oh, they persecuted them. And one day they took these two brothers, Paul and Silas, and they put them in the prison. But now I want you to realize something. That Paul and Silas had come to the realization that their chains had been loose. In the spiritual realm, they knew that their chains had been loose. And here they were bound in natural chains. But in their hearts, they knew something had happened. Now they had, they had, you know, they had two ways that they could go. They could have looked at their situation and forget all that had happened and just stay there in sorrow and just stay there in, you know, in sadness and just stay there without any hope. But what they did was that they started to look at what had already happened. They stopped looking at the natural chains, but they started to look at the spiritual chains that had been loosed. And when they started to look at those spiritual chains that had been loosed, and they said, you know, there is no point of us sitting down here and just looking at our chains and just talking about it. Perhaps let's start to talk about what happened some couple of years back, some couple of time ago. Let's start to talk about Calvary. Let's start to talk about what he did. As a matter of fact, let's start to praise him for what he did already. Let's start to give him glory for what he has done. You know, we're not going to even sit here and think about this. We will start praising him. Oh, we will start giving him glory. Oh, we will start saying that he is the one that can make a way. Oh, hallelujah. Because I believe they remembered. They remembered those three boys that were in the fiery furnace. They remembered them. And because those boys said, you know, even if you, even if he's not going to deliver us, we are not going to bow anyways. And they remembered that started to praise God. And you know what happened? Because they relied on the spiritual. What happened? That the spiritual actually broke the natural chains. And when you start to look at the spiritual, when you start to realize that your chains of sickness is gone, when you start to realize that your chain of depression is gone in the spiritual, then you can start to see it manifest in the natural. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he hasn't changed. All they did was just to change your focus. Hallelujah. And you see Satan all the way down through the ages. That's what he has been doing. Try to bind the people in your mind. All down through the ages. And he's been fighting us. Perverting our imagination. Perverting our conscience, our memories, our affections. Because he knows he can't touch the soul. He knows he can't reach there. Because in that there is a liberty. But what he can try to do is to stop to try the flow of that liberty pushing itself out into the other realms. And he tries to clog that place and with condemnation and with this and the past and, and that and many things that we can name. But in reality, we are free. Amen. Amen. In reality, we are living in a freedom. 
You see, that's exactly what it did to Eve in the Garden of Eden. See, when it came to Eve in the Garden of Eden, he made Eve to think that she was bound while she was free. And that's what he's been doing. He makes you think that you are bound, whereas you are free. And when Eve listened to him, then she became bound. Eve was free. She didn't need any other voices. She didn't need any other ideas. She had the word of God. And that was all that she was supposed to stand by. But Satan crept in and, and he tried to speak other voices to her. And speak other voices to her. And when she lowered to that voice, now she became pain. Oh, but friends, there is another Eve that has rose up. Oh, there is another Eve that has rose up. There is another Eve that has caught a revelation. There is another Eve that has received the Spirit of God. Oh, that Spirit that will never turn away from that Word. That Spirit that is not going to listen to the lie of the enemy, but is going to listen to only one voice, and that is the voice of our husband. Not any other voices, but only the voice of our husband. Amen. I think we've been listening to Satan's life for too long. Friends, it's time, it's time for us to change our focus. Because it's time to notice that you are not bound. You cannot be bound by broken chains. There is no way. There is no way that a man can say, I am bound while the chains have been loosed. There is no way you can say that you can't receive your healing while the chains have been loosed. Remember, I think it was when Brother Andrew was playing that on the Friday Young People service, and it was, it was you know, Evans that was speaking. And, and, you know, when you speak to the people, say, God said it, and let's believe it, and let's stay there and let him fulfill it. Because he said it. See, it is not just a word on a page of a book, but it is a life. Friends, if that's what we got to realize lately, it's becoming a reality to me that this Bible is not just, you know, letters on a paper. It is a life. It is a life that is living. It is a life that is looking for a vessel that it can express itself on them. That is what it is. Oh, friends, we ought to stop listening to the voice of Satan. The voice of condemnation. The voice of guilt. The voice of faults. The voice of traditions. We ought to stop listening to those voices. The chains have been loosed. You know, sometimes you might speak to you and say, you see, you know, I grew up in here and I never shouted in church, so I guess just just the way it is. I grew up in this church, I never danced in the spirit, so I guess that's just the way it is. Friends, that's a bounding chain. You know, Brother Branham will say, when it comes to Revelation, he said, don't put a period to it, but put a comma to it. Don't put a period to your experience, but put a comma to it. And say, Lord, I thank you for what you've given me now, and I'm looking forward to whatever more you add to it. And if you're going to add some shouting glory to it, I am going to take it. If you're going to add some dancing to it, I am going to take it. If you're going to add some more revelation to it, I am going to take it. Oh, come on, friends. It's time to change the focus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my. It's time to change the focus. Friends, I am not talking about becoming an emotional fanatic. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about giving the liberty to the Holy Ghost. That is what I'm talking about. And it's not me talking about it, but it's the Spirit of God that is talking about it. It's time to give liberty to the Holy Ghost. You can't be bound by broken chains. 
Friends, Satan hates religion. Satan hates. Satan hates joy. Satan hates rejoicing. Satan wants to call formal church. But that is not a church that God wants. Friends, I believe that I'm speaking to a people that are one in the manifestation of God. I believe I'm speaking to a people that are wanting God to become God in the church. And I'm not talking about a church of building. I'm talking about a church of people. That's what I believe the Lord is looking for. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, friends, I believe it's time to come to the house of the Lord in the unity of spirit. To come to the house of the Lord and be one with a singer. To come to the house of the Lord and be one with a preacher. Not just to sit and say, oh, well, I came to receive the word. Indeed, we all came to receive the word. The preacher came to receive the word. We all came to receive the word. And I think it's time for the congregation and the preacher to start to preach together. You say, but I can preach. Oh, you can say, amen. That is your preaching. Oh, you can rise on your feet. That is your preaching. Oh, you can put your hands together. That is your preaching. Oh, hallelujah. See, the enemy hates when the atmosphere of God is created because he can't stay there anymore. And when the enemy leaves, then something supernatural takes place. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, he has the unity. You know, there's something about unity. It was the day that we dedicating the temple of God. And when they were dedicating the temple, and I want you to notice something. Everything was in place. The building was in place. The ark was in place. They had brought in the ark. It was there. And I tell you, friends, we're living in a time. The building is in place. The pews are in place. You see, everything is playing their own role. These walls, they are doing their work. The pews are doing their work. Hallelujah. The microphones are doing their work. Everything in this place is doing its work. The screens are doing their work. Everyone is doing their work. And if any one of them fail, we're going to be in trouble. If these viewers decide to break down and someone wants to fall and hurt himself, well, we, we can pray for them and be healed. But you know, they will be hurt anyways. But everything is in their place. And you're fulfilling their purpose. And in the temple, everything was in place. The congregation was gathered. Everything was gathered. Oh, but then there came a time... That the Bible says that the singers and the trumpeters, they became one. They started all to move on the same wavelength. They started all to move on the same channel. They started all to move on the same frequency. Oh, hallelujah. They started becoming one. And it says that in the temple, they all lifted up their voices. And the trumpeters and the singers and all the cymbals and everything got together. And they started to sing and started to praise the Lord. And they said, for he is God and his mercy endures forever. Oh, friends, and when they started to get into their position, oh, when they started to praise the Lord, oh, when they started to know that it is time for him to come, that everything is in place. Oh, friends, I hope you're catching it this evening. Oh, friends, everything is in place. It is waiting on you. Oh, it is waiting on you to create the atmosphere. Oh, I tell you, that wasn't a history. Oh, but that is something that can happen today. That the same cloud that covered that place that the minister couldn't ever minister. Oh, it can happen today. He is the same God. He hasn't changed one little bit. Oh, hallelujah. I said he hasn't changed one little bit. Everything is in place. Oh, but are you in place? Oh, friends, it's time to get in a place. We can be bound by broken chains. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, mine. Oh, Brother Branham was speaking the revelation of Jesus Christ, talking about the church ages, page 15. Just the Bible when he's talking about the introduction to the first chapter, introduction to chapter 1. Going a bit towards down in the book, if you have a church age book, he'll say, Now remember this. Christ and the true church is the continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit will come into the church and defile it. Now listen to this. Making it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. Now friends, I don't believe that is anti-message tabernacle. And I don't believe that that is ever going to be anti-message tabernacle. That is going to be a church that is lukewarm, that is formal, and powerless. I don't believe that is what we call to be. And when I'm talking about anti-message tabernacle, friends, I'm not talking about the building. But I'm talking about you and I. Because you are the tabernacle of this anti-message. You are the tabernacle. And I don't believe that we are here for a lukewarm religion. I don't believe we are here for a formal religion. I don't believe we are here for a powerless religion. But I believe we are here for the Spirit of God to come on the scene. Oh, hallelujah. That's what I believe we are here for. Friends, it was at the beginning of the year when we made a declaration. We made a declaration to Satan. And we told Satan that he had had of old. That Edmonton has got a cold and starts his spirit. But we declared to him to make him know. That we were saying to him that that was going to change. Because there is a fire that has been kindled down on the soul of man. And sons and daughters of God. That we are no more what we used to be, but we are pressing on onto the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And I hope that you're holding on to that declaration, because I am holding on to that declaration. I like the way Brother Ed was talking about it this morning, about the man's getting into that barrel of wine. Amen. There's something about getting into the barrel of wine. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you, Brad. There's something in getting in that barrel. Now, I want to paint a picture for you for a moment. Now, you see, that marriage will be running away all the time from the car. Why? Because that's just the way it's been, it's been born up to be. And the cat knows that the mouse is running. The cat knows that it's got a greater power over the mouse. And the cat knows all that. But friends... If a cat was ever going to chase a mouse, and the cat saw the mouse stand up on two feet, and that mouse started to walk towards that cat, friends, I will tell you one thing, that cat is going to turn back. Why? Because he has never seen a mouse stand on two feet. He has never seen a mouse start to walk towards him. And I believe that was the attitude of that mouse after he got into that barrel of wine. Or when he came out, he said, Cat, where are you? Because I am changed. I am transformed. I am renewed. Now you come on over. Now you bring it over. Oh, Cat, you come on over. Bring it over. Let's see who is who right here. Let's come to a showdown right here. Because I am not not the same anymore. There is something that has stirred up in my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Why oh, you bring it on, devil? Oh, hallelujah. You see, when Goliath met David. Oh, hallelujah. When Goliath met David. You see, he looked at him. Little ruddy boy. Oh, what have you got, you dog? And I'm going to chop you in pieces and feed you all kind of comments. But when Goliath started to face David, and David started to face Goliath, something started to take place in David's heart. You see, David started to speak to Goliath and say, Goliath, is that all that you got? Goliath, is that all that you got? Is it just words that you got, Goliath? Is it just shield that you got, Goliath? Is 
it just a sword that you've got, Goliath? Or you can hold it on to you. But I am coming. Oh, I am coming on in the name of David. I am not coming in the name of Jesse. Oh, but I am coming in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, I am coming in the name of God. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't get a time for some Davids to rise up and say, Devil, is that all that you've got? Is that all that you've got, devil? Because I am not coming in the name of Maxwell. I am not coming in the name of the Parasite. I am not coming in the name of the doll, in the name of the Adrian. But I'm coming in the name of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Is that all you got, devil? Oh, we coming in the name of God. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Pranam will continue to say in the church age book. He says he knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and what she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. Is that if they get the true revelation, now listen to this closely. If they get the true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church, and boy, God's spirit discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. Friends, I hope you had that. Let me read it again. He said, if they get a true revelation of the two spirit within the framework of the Christian church, and by God's spirit, discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. Oh, friends, I believe we have discerned the Antichrist spirit. But now it's time to withstand the Antichrist spirit. Oh, friends, it is time to withstand the lukewarmness. It is time to withstand the formal way. It is time to withstand a powerless religion. Oh, hallelujah. It is time to withstand against the... Oh, friends, this power and revelation. Brother Branham will continue to say in the quote, I'm not going to read it all. But you say, you know, there is something, you know, the devil hates revelation, but we love revelation. And when we catch the revelation of the true spirit of God, he will say that, you know, the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. Hallelujah. There is power and revelation. Oh, friends, I tell you, the God in this very moment, God... Is not making promises. In the time we're living in, God is not making promises. But God is fulfilling promises. Friends, the days of making promises are over. Because the promises have already done been given. But now is the time that is fulfilling those promises. Oh, hallelujah. And is looking for a people in whom he can fulfill those promises. Oh, friends, you know when Isaiah prophesied... Oh my, when Isaiah prophesied and said, you know, obey, you know, in Isaiah 61, as we read, you know, that was a promise. But it came a day that Jesus came and he walked into that temple and he took that book and he said to them, this day, this scripture is being fulfilled. Amen. It was Noah. At the moment that the door of the ark was shut, he could say, this day is the scripture fulfilled. 
It was Moses after he had a face-to-face revival at a burning bush and he had a down of Egypt and he brought the people out and he got to the bank of the bank of Jordan. He could say, This day the scripture has been fulfilled. It was Joshua after he had gone through the Jordan and he's got to the promised land. And you know there was a promise that was given to him. And after he had marched around the wall and he had seen those wall come down, he could say, this day is the scripture fulfilled. It was John the Baptist oh, when he stood at the banks of the same Jordan and he was baptizing and there came the Lamb or oh, the Lamb of God himself and when he came and he baptized them and the heavens were open and the, and the Spirit came down like a dove and he said this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased he could say this day is the scripture fulfilled. Amen. Oh friends Oh, but the spirit of Elijah did not stop there. Oh, it was in 1923. Oh, hallelujah, down at the Ohio River. Oh, when there was a man that was baptizing, and when he got to the 17th person, oh, there was a, there was a light that came down from heaven, and it was flickering just like a star. And there was a voice that came out and said, As John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming, so was your message sent to run the second coming of God. Oh, hallelujah. I believe we're living in a time that we can say that Malachi 4, this day, that scripture has been fulfilled. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if that scripture's been fulfilled, that means there must be a pride that is on the scene. Oh, hallelujah. You see, it was Luke 17 that will speak about that in the last days, it's going to be like the days of Noah. It's going to be like the days of Lot. And we can see the days of Noah. We can see the days of Lot. But there was another part in Luke 17 that said in that days, it's going to be the day of the Son of Man. Oh, hallelujah. It was going to be the day of the Son of Man. The son of my ministry had to be on the scene. And if the son of my ministry was supposed to be on the scene, then there had to be a seed of Abraham somewhere that was ready to receive that word. A seed of Abraham somewhere that would receive that word. Oh, my, and when that word came to Abraham, I want to realize something that before Sarah brought forth the child, she was impregnated with the child. And we are here waiting for the coming son of man. The coming of Christ, that's what we're waiting for. But before he comes, we are to be impregnated with our same son. Oh, hallelujah. We are to be impregnated with our same son. I tell you, when Sarah walked down the road, you can tell that Sarah was expecting. Oh, hallelujah. You can tell that she was expecting that something was going on in Sarah's life. And I believe that it's time that when we walk down the street, someone can look and say, there is something different about them. That they are expecting something. Oh, hallelujah. In your working place, in your school, to know that they are expecting something. Oh, friends, I believe that this day, there is a scripture that has been fulfilled for this bride. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Branham, we're talking this day, the scripture is fulfilled to say now. But in this day, there is to come a super royal seed of Abraham. He said, that's exactly what it will be. We'll be a royal bride to the royal promised son. He said, as I spoke last night, it won't be a natural seed. It will be a spiritual seed. He said, there is to be a spiritual bride rise up. He said, which will be royal seed of the royal fate of Abraham's royal son. He said, she is to come on the scene in the last days. And the time and the place is the promise that is given to her. Friends, I can read this quote and I can say that this day, this quote is being fulfilled. Oh, I believe there is a bride that has been risen up. That is the royal seed of Abraham. Oh, that she is not bound by any broken chains. But she is the real manifestation of Christ himself. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, friends, I'm just going to wind down my toss this evening. There's much more we can say, but I'll wind it down this evening. Oh, hallelujah. Let me just read this last quote. Again, in this day, the scripture is fulfilled. It said, if Jesus Christ stood here, there, 
and read that day, this day is the word fulfilled before you. God is obligated to make that word come to pass. He said, we stand here tonight and say that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, God is obligated to prove that that to be so. Because it's his word. Now what does it do? It takes faith in believing in it. Takes faith in believing his word that it is the truth. Friends, you see, it takes faith to believe for that word to come to pass. When you start reading Mark 11, as we read this evening, the first word that Jesus said is have faith in God. Before he even start talking about, you know, speaking and doing that, he started by saying, have faith in God. That is the beginning of it all. You start having faith in God. You start believing and you start taking him at his word. Oh, royal seed of Abraham, there is a word, there is a promise that has been given to you. You are to manifest the son of God in this last age. You are to manifest that ministry. Oh, friends, the God of Barabranum is not dead. He's looking for a place to live. And you have been called to be the new living place of the God of Brother Branham, of the God of this message. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, friends. Let me close with this. Brother Branham will tell the story about a certain bird. And I called the bird Johnny. You see, Johnny, Johnny was, you know, we can say Johnny was kind of a believer. And Johnny loved to go to church and, and enjoy a good Holy Ghost field, you know, a good Holy Ghost field service. Because you see, Johnny was the crow, and what do you do? They would go to this farmer's land or field and they would go and eat the crop as much as they could. And that was what kind of what Johnny was. He wanted good food. And he came and he fed on the word every service after service. But it came a time that the enemy was not happy of the way Johnny was behaving. And so he afflicted Johnny. And he bounded Johnny. And here was Johnny that was bound. And, and here he is. And he was trying to fly. He was trying to lift up out of, his, out of his condition. But he just couldn't. And Johnny's friends would come over to him and say, Johnny, come on. Come on, Johnny, let's go over to church. Come on, Johnny, there's a revival going on. Let's go over to church. You know, let's go over. Let's go praise the Lord. But Johnny will say, I can't come because I am bound. I can't come with you guys. But it came a day that a good man showed up. And he loosened Johnny. And the moment that he loosened Johnny was the moment that there was a change in season. The summer was going away and the winter was coming in. And there was a need for them to fly away down south. But here was Johnny now. He's been loosed. And, and here his friends coming by and saying, Johnny, you have been loosed, Johnny. Come on, Johnny, let's fly down south. You have been loosed. But Johnny said, I can't. I am bound. But in reality, Johnny was free. Johnny was free. But the problem was, his bondage had got into his mind. And that had bound Johnny. And Johnny kept on going on in the same circles, even though he was free. And he kept going on in the same circles. The musicians can start coming. He kept going on in the same circles, but he was free. And nothing was changing in Johnny's life. Johnny, come on, let's go south. The winter is coming, but Johnny stay there. Church of Christ, let us not be like Johnny. Because the chains have been loosed. There's a tribulation that is coming. There is a storm that is coming. Let us not be like Johnny. But it reminds me of another bird. That was placed in a chicken coop. And he was also banging in a situation. You can play something softly, Sister Angie. 
Honey, you know, you, this, this bird also was, was bearing in a, in a certain situation. He didn't know anything but chicken food. And he didn't know anything but, you know, whatever he was surrounded with. He was earthly pain. But in reality, he was heavenly pain. But it came a day that he started to hear a voice that was coming from above. And started to say to him, that is not your place. That is not where you were supposed to be. You were being bound by broken chains. Because you've got two wings that can fly higher than where you are at. But eagle of mine, you ought to start to take a step forward. You can't stay there. You ought to start flapping those wings, eagle. And I started to listen to Mama Eagle. And when he started listening to Mama Eagle, he started coming to realization that truly his chains were broken. But the only thing the problem was that it was just at the place that he was raised upon. He had been conditioned in that way. But in reality, that wasn't what it really is. Friends, let's make sure we've not been conditioned. We appreciate our families. We appreciate all that we have. But let us not be conditioned by the homes that we brought in. It's good to have the right influence in the home. Don't get me wrong. But don't be conditioned, boy. Let the Holy Ghost move you. Let us rise on our feet. Let the Holy Ghost be your portion. Follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Let him have his liberty. Because your chains have been loosed. You can't be bound by broken chains. How many believe that this evening? Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. Let's sing this song. Amen. Let's, no, let's sing this. Uh, is it that one? No, let's sing that one. The brother. Is it brother Raid? Um, oh my, sorry, it just went off with my name. But um, you can't be bound by broken chains. So if, if we don't know we can sing something else, it's fine. It's fine. Let's sing that one. Amazing grace when chains are gone. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I once was lost. Grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear? My chains are gone. You're free, son of God. You're free, son of God. Walk in the liberty of the promise that has been given to you. Your ransom. He's paid the price. He's done the work. He's waiting for you to take him out of Unending love. 